And we're live. What's going on, guys? My name's Andrew. My name is Brad. And this is the Two Cents Podcast. Welcome. Welcome, everybody. So we were just kind of talking about simulation theory a little bit. Um, Brad, you know, I've had I've had a few 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 different thoughts and few different ideas about like whether we are living in a simulation or whether you know this is real. And I think you know I think that like there are certain things within life that make it feel real, but in general, it kind of almost seems like. From a day-to-day perspective, things kind of seem very routine, almost like a computer would or like a script would. So it's kind of hard to decipher, you know? I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I can definitely see where you're coming from. Personally, I do not believe in simulation theory. Really? I think that if we were simulations, then it's not going to be like the Matrix where it's, oh... The only way humanity would be satisfied is that they, you know, go through, like, this monotonous day-to-day. Because in The Matrix, you know, the architect of The Matrix says that they tried a whole bunch of different versions where, like, it was paradise or it was complete hell. Mm. And it says that they were never satisfied. I don't believe that. Okay. I, I say that if a simulation... It's like a true, perfect simulation that is indistinguishable from reality exists, Mm -hmm. then we would use that for more interesting things. It it would be more like a movie. If we're going back to, like, live through our ancestors' lives, Mm. it would be almost more like Assassin's Creed, like a highlight reel, Mm -hmm. where, like, you know... Your boring, day-to-day, monotonous bullshit, you know, taking a shit, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that kind of thing, is not included in your simulation, in your processing of what your experience is during that simulation. Yeah. That's that's an interesting perspective, you know. I I definitely, I could definitely see, like, with the way that that humans, I think, in general work, is that we're kind of pushing towards uh, better... And so it would almost be counterintuitive to use some sort of advanced technology to, you know, simulate the type of monotonous day-to-day things. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I would say to that, like, do you think that it'd be possible that if we were living in a simulation and, like, we weren't in base reality, that maybe the reason that we do have the monotonous tasks in our day-to-day is because the, I guess further future generations that have the ability to use this technology and manipulate this technology, um, maybe they simulate us doing these monotonous things so that we can find the best alternatives to doing such things. So, because the way I've seen it is, like, if you look at history, it kind of plays out like we're in a progressive state where we're trying to do better and be better. So I wonder if maybe they would build the simulation like how real life is, quote-unquote, you know? Oh, that was weird. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully you guys didn't hear that. Um, anyways. It still is it? Is that you or is that me? We'll cut that out. Fix yeah, it in post. We'll fix it in post. Um, but yeah, maybe like, maybe they're using the technology to try to simulate the 
the best possible way to use the monotonous thing because I wonder if like we have this insane technology but we necessarily don't have the ability to remove the monotonous things that come with being a human if that makes sense I don't know so so what you're saying is that the future the theoretical future civilization mm-hmm. that has created the simulations are creating they have they have simulated our entire reality so our reality and what we know as history and everything unfolding is not even or never was a true thing is that what you're saying partially almost i feel like i feel like if it if it was a simulated type of reality where it was you know going through to try to find the most effective ways and most efficient ways of doing things then it probably would be some sort of you know scripted history that we kind of just have this idea of um but maybe not necessarily cuz like it could be different in, in different simulations per se you know so like maybe they're just running multiple different simulations and in this particular script there is a specific back setting or background information that is implanted into it and maybe those tweaks and changes in that script kind of help dictate how how the the program kind of works itself out in a way and so maybe they would build this simulation to try to find the most effective ways and kind of nitpick each individual simulation and then compile that information to create new ones to then try to advance their problems. Because maybe this type of simulating is more efficient in the future than it would be to actually go out and do those things, per se. Right? So you're saying that they would basically just be using the simulation as a... uh just trial and error yeah. for what their, what their current problems are. Yeah, kind of. But in a more, I would say in a more prehistoric way, almost. Yeah, because I was about to ask, like, if they are, if they are a society that has simulations, they wouldn't, if, and they're trying to solve their own problems, they would need to simulate their own society. So... If what we're living in right now is a simulation and we're living out a life to try and solve some other entity's problems, mm-hmm. then why why don't we have the technology or the capability of making simulations ourselves? It seems like it seems pretty redundant to relive a previous experience because it's not changing anything. I would say. <clears throat> Tell me if you think if you think that this is like a simulation. Okay, go for it. So, if we take the concept of reincarnation, mm-hmm. that's essentially a similar thing to what you're saying, right? Where it's like a cycle, and you try and get it right and get it better each and every time. Except it keeps like the through line of time, you know, of history, mm-hmm. and also gives, like, an explanation to the monotony and, you know, the day-to-day tasks that you're talking about. So, what... 
what my suggestion is, I guess maybe what my question is, mm-hmm. is if it is something more quote unquote spiritual where there is some sort of soul that has to go through an eternal learning process mm. that eventually reaches nirvana and enlightenment, would would this still be considered a simulation at that point? Because it could be looked at as like nirvana or, you know, God, quote unquote, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. projecting, you know, like its own issues or problems. Maybe it's trying to figure out, you know, its own place in the universe or something like that. It could be sending portions of its of itself down to learn and mm. kind of pick up new skills, pick up new experiences, figure out what it means to exist. Which then, I, I would assume, is kind of a simulation. Yeah, I mean, in a way, like, if you... The way you describe it, if you were to run with that scenario, it in a sense, it is kind of a simulation, because I feel like... I feel like it would be, you know, if if all of the... Like, I guess this is a... This partially brings in the argument of, like, free will versus, you know, not having any free will. But, like, if... If it is, like, a reincarnation type of situation, then really that is kind of a simulation because everything in the life around you is essentially the same. But what you can do, I guess, is manipulate the the script as you go along through the, the that through line that you were talking about. And so I guess it would partially be like a like a simulated script of sort, like a code. But you'd still have the ability to manipulate it almost like a developer does with, like, a video game or a movie or um, a website or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, I guess, I guess yes, I would say that that probably is still a simulation. Um, and I think that's probably where I was kind of going with that is, like, the idea of reincarnation. I feel like it's a good idea, but maybe it's a, a little off in a way I don't know I feel like I've had I've had experiences where it feels like this isn't the only reality where I've lived you know like I feel like I've done certain things in this life in a previous life and I've lived those same experiences and like those moments in life have made me kind of almost course correct a little bit if that makes sense Mm -hmm. it's like like I've had I've had things come come into my life where like it was so effective and so eye-opening that it made me change change my ways and maybe that's not necessarily like a like a a free a free will choice but i guess in a sense it is because like if you're presented with new information you kind of get to choose whether you adapt it or whether you you know pass it on don't take it in um so i guess you know, it kind of would be a simulation in that in that in that aspect. You know. Mm-hmm. So the way that you're talking about it now is is like so we're we're learning and we're benefiting, but there's still like there's no person in the future. Like there's no because the way that I see it, like a nirvana, you know, if it has to 
you know, if it is like some sort of conscious entity that is sending out things to kind of learn what it is to live, like I said, mm-hmm. then it's it experiences time as well, right? And it can only learn, you know, say it can only learn once somebody passes on and, like, the soul returns to it or whatever. Yeah. And then it gets, you know, say, you know, judged by Nirvana, by God, whatever. If it's worthy to be sent back or, you know, be incorporated into a part of Nirvana or whatever. Mm-hmm. It still experiences time. So, if, if like... Do you think that there is a future civilization then that is like simulating, or do you think? Because I'm, if there is a simulation, mm-hmm. if the, if there is a creation, like this, if this is a creation that is not true reality, mm-hmm. then I don't I don't believe that. Like the day to day, the monotony would be a part of it unless they're trying to learn something larger than trying to fix a problem. Trying to, it would be more spiritual, like trying to overcome, you know, like personal challenges. You know, like the, the things that we're going through now in the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of challenges on everybody, no matter where you're from. Mm-hmm. So. I would I would believe that 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 there that there is no future civilization and that we are more inclined to be working towards a for some sort of other entity or some sort of spiritual entity mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that kind of builds builds its knowledge and grows through time and maybe like if if this is a simulation, then I think that is more likely, given the monotony. Yeah, I could understand that. I could also a counter argument to that would maybe be like it's possible that there is a future civilization and it still has all those aspects, but the only reason that we feel this sense of um, spiritual connectiveness to some sort of higher power, which is seen in all aspects across all people's lives in one way or another. Um, I think it could be possible that that future civilization understands the importance of having some sort of, like, overarching feeling or overarching idea of betterment, because maybe it's possible that in other simulations they didn't give that to the people, and it just went to chaos, and... You know, I feel like an argument could be made that if if it was a simulation, that you're kind of seeing that play out a little bit now in what's going on in in the world. You know, like, there's been a huge movement away from that type of spiritual connectiveness, I think. And maybe it's been phrased a little bit differently, so I'm... And I'm not necessarily talking, like, religious, you know, spiritual connectivity, but I genuinely believe that, like, most people kind of have almost lost a, a sense of connectiveness with something other than themselves. And so, you know, it's possible that maybe the, quote, code um, went haywire somewhere, and we lost that kind of connectiveness, and so now we're seeing 
deterioration of our simulation. Um, so I guess that could be kind of, kind of a way to look at it, like, the future civilizations have, the base civilization has gone through the process, and now they're trying to revert back to the, you know, the, quote, past, um, and almost fix the mistakes that they made when they didn't know how to fix them at the time, and try to maybe give people the opportunity to fix those problems that they weren't able to fix necessarily. Like, maybe it's a it's a test to try to see if these sub-civilizations or sub-simulations, rather, can do better than the base one. And so that idea of, like, having that spiritual connectiveness is ingrained within us because they know, you know, the future civilization knows the importance of it. I see where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I personally find it extremely difficult to believe or even really truly consider the idea that this is some sort of simulation. Regardless if it's like a spiritual reincarnation simulation. Mm-hmm. I think it's more likely that we are here, we are living, we are existing... Whether, you know, consciousness is a hallucination of reality caused by electrical signals, or whether we have a soul within us, or whatever. I believe that, you know, right here is real. And, like, the only ones we we really get to benefit are ourselves, you know? Mm -hmm. And, like, the betterment aspect of wanting to achieve more it's it's for our benefit our individual benefit and we've realized that if we work together if we you know form tribes communities cities nations mm-hmm. then we can get farther and we can kind of spread the wealth around and we can do a lot more mm-hmm. but at the end of the day i believe that yeah we are you know, real life human beings, we're working for ourselves to better ourselves, whether that be through learning a new skill, seeing a new place, meeting somebody with a different perspective and having a conversation with them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think, I think that that is, you know, really what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Like simulation to me, simulation theory seems like somebody looking for an excuse to like as to why right now is not as good as it could be mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it almost and you know not to disparage you know your opinions no, or anything, no 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 of course no. like but it almost seems almost like a cop out where it's like yeah we, you know we're ju- we're just in a simulation and you know we're and i think <clears throat> this is also a lot of my issue with religion God damn it, not again. <laughs> um, Anyways. That's a lot of what my problem is with religion as well, is um, the the betterment and that, that idea of wanting to achieve more and grow is 
is put onto something else, into mm. like not an individual, like individual kind of um, like want to grow and learn, right? And change. Right. It's more of like I'm doing this so I can yeah. get into a good place. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've actually. That's been one of my biggest gripes with the religion too. Is that it always seems like, you know. Would you be doing these things if you didn't have this knowledge of a better place, quote unquote, afterwards? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, f- I feel like, yeah, you know, um, having having that drive to do better and be better is, I feel like it's a human nature, but we use religion often to justify being either good or bad. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I'm just talking out of my ass, but <laughs> as we always do, of course, uh, it's just our two cents, just our two cents, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. Um, but yeah, I, I think people, people use religion as a tool instead of a mechanism to, or a, rather a tool for, they use it as a crutch. Yeah. That's a better word to use. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely. A, it's a crutch instead of a mechanism of betterment and i feel like there's a lot of people who subscribe to certain ideologies not even necessarily religious but just ideology in general mm-hmm. that kind of keep you from using those ideas as mechanisms you know there's a lot of there's a lot of relying solely on snippets or little pieces of Tidbits of information here and there. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's less and less of diving deep into, you know, the history of things and the context of things and, you know, the importance of the times and the relevance of the now compared to then. I feel like people more more or less just kind of take in tiny bits of information, utilize it when it fits their narrative and then dismisses mm-hmm. it any other time yeah yeah i would absolutely agree with that and again like that's what i'm what i'm saying you know is that's you know a frustration with religion or simulation theory or flat earth theory <laughs> is like it seems and obviously it's not all religious people like spirituality you know like spirituality is a very helpful thing for many people but Mm -hmm. it's those you know extremists and you know it's the people who are just looking for some sort of something to take their mind off things or change the way that they see the world because they don't like it instead of trying to understand more or do something about it Mm -hmm. i think that a lot of people and myself included, you know, I get caught in these traps all the time. Yeah, same here. I'm not I, not denying that at all. <laughs> yeah, I, I look at the world and I look at kind of everything that's going around and I think, man, I want these things to be better. I want to make it better. Why can't it be better? Mm-hmm. Like, who can I blame? Right. But, you know, obviously you should always be working and trying to make things better. There comes a certain point of the day, you know, you have to take a deep breath and you have to go, <sighs> you know? We're okay right now. Everything's know? okay. Everything's good. Like, yeah. um, the house isn't burning down. <laughs> food on the table. Mm-hmm. You know, 
you gotta, like, yeah, shit's crazy. Like, wild shit happens every single day. But you can only control what's right in front of you. Mm-hmm. You can't, you can't change the world in, and, you know, this might be narrow-minded just saying, but you can't change the world in a day. Mm-hmm. Um, and, mm-hmm. of course, of course, with social media and things like that, there is extreme power behind certain things. But, again, that goes back to the snippet thing, the mm-hmm. using information as mm-hmm. um, a crutch instead of a mechanism to better yourself or learn more about your surroundings. Um I, I I would 100% agree. I think that the only thing that you can really do is identify the wrong that's within you in terms of what you believe is wrong. Because, again, everyone has a subjective opinion of what they believe is wrong with the world and what they believe is wrong with themselves. First thing you can only the – only, the only thing you can do, first off, is just try to identify and tackle what's wrong with you. Because if you don't, and a lot of people probably aren't going to like this when I hear it, but, you know, if you don't have your house in order, how the hell do you expect to put your neighbor's house in order, mm-hmm. right? Like you can't, you can't juggle a thousand plates at once. No. If, if you don't have your egg, your, your ducks in a row, you can't line someone else's up. You gotta have a sturdy foundation. Yeah. You gotta have leg day. <laughs> you gotta have leg day. Don't skip leg day, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so I, I wanted to ask you something while we were talking about the simulation theory. Yeah. Um, Go for it. So there's, you know, the theory of evolution, right? Mm-hmm. There's this idea that, you know, we came from little, you know, single-celled organisms, and then we developed into multi-celled organisms, and then fish, and then lizards, and all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Do you believe more in the idea that we came from the natural earth or do you believe kind of the concept of we are from an innate being and we are kind of placed on this planet mm-hmm. and it's more of like a a test planet almost because i feel like there's a, a big you know a, a big almost silent debate but a big debate between like did we come from this planet or were we placed on this planet you know mm-hmm. So I'd be I'd be curious to see what you think. Yeah, no, it's a very interesting question because you're absolutely right. There is the kind of silent debate of did we come from here or were we put here? Mm-hmm. Whether it be from God or from aliens, you know, people right. think that aliens came down and and dropped us off and like evolved us to try and like fit the climate of earth and that was that mm-hmm. or they came and you know manipulated monkeys and you know that kind of thing i i mean it's a very interesting idea it's I, definitely not one to dismiss either let's just make that clear like mm-mm. it's definitely something you could explore but mm-hmm. go on so your question is do do i think yeah, do you think we were placed here or we're from this earth? Mm-hmm. It's difficult, man. This is a <laughs> this is a hard one. Yeah. Because it's like it's almost like to say that we were that we came from the earth is to deny some sort of higher purpose or higher um, striving, 
mm-hmm. is almost, you know, it's more happenstance and chance and it's more chaotic, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. And I kind of like that. I yeah. kind of like the chaos. Um, but at the same time, to say that we're put here, um, it kind of, it, it negates the, like, strength, almost, of, and perseverance of humanity. And kind of, mm-hmm. instead of saying, hey, you, you know, we've made it this far of our own accord and of our own gusto, and it says, okay, you know, you got what you got because you were given to it by us. Right. And, you know, don't forget that. <laughs> yeah. So, I would, obviously, there's no way to know. Of course. Of so, course. I, I'll say what I would prefer mm-hmm. is, I think that we, that we evolved from the earth. Okay. That we're from the earth. Mm-hmm. Because I like the chaos idea that there were hundreds of thousands of millions, whatever, different possibilities for how this played out. Right. And we got this far. Yeah. That's pretty, pretty admirable, I would say. Yeah. If you were to look at it like that. I want, I want to believe that we, we have an influence on the world. I think there's more, again, that kind of personal responsibility, that agency. Mm Mm-hmm is there's more agency in We Evolved because we had to take control and we had to wrestle and fight fate for what we wanted. Right. And everything is telling us, you just need to stay down, do get a little food, get a little water, mm-hmm. get a little sleep. But we said, no, you know what? I want to be warm. Cold. Right. I want to be warm. That fur looks warm. Yeah. I want to wear that fur. How am I going to get that for? Oh, I need to make some tools. Okay. And so we kept thinking. We started thinking about what we wanted and what we needed. And we start creatively figuring out solutions for that. And we start working together to further that goal mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of making life, I guess, just more interesting for the most part. <laughs> right, yeah. But, yeah, I prefer... I prefer that idea because we can we can choose to believe in a religion or something, mm-hmm. whether or not it be true. Like it's um, if if we're grown from the earth, you know, we evolve from the earth, then we'll never know, right? You know, so people can just believe what they want to believe, and as scary as that is, you know, you need to be able to become comfortable with a personal truth mm-hmm. and be able to live with that if we were placed here there is no there is the potential for no option there is the potential that the creator comes back and says you know pulls back the blinds and says this is what's going on right right yeah that's i think i think i would probably prefer um the the, the former like you mm-hmm. um how about but riddle me this you know what you know? I've actually heard this before, and I don't. I don't know if this is you know personal theory. Probably not. But there's an idea that we are not from this planet, but we're not necessarily from a higher entity either. 
like, you know, there's a lot of randomness and chaos in the universe, right? Mm-hmm. And so, do you think it would be possible that we are from maybe a distancing galaxy or a neighboring planet or something of that nature? And so, by definition, we are technically from outside of this planet, but at the same time, that life form that landed here, landed here in such a time, in such a perfect spot, that allowed us to grow... Because obviously if it was traveling, you know, across, you know, multiple galaxies or multiple planets even, it would have to be on some sort of rock, some sort of asteroid. And so it probably wouldn't be something that would be, you know, breathing air or... So you're thinking some kind of some bacteria. Sort, yeah, some sort of single-celled bacteria, maybe a multi-celled bacteria, but nothing too crazy, mm-hmm. right? And so maybe it landed here when... You know, the the planet was forming, and, you know, we were getting asteroids hit all the time. Um, and maybe from that, it allowed the kind of evolution that we have seen through, you know, documentation of scientific research and things. What do you think of that? I'm, I mean, obviously, I can't say no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um... I'm interested by it because that that opens the door more so to the possibility of some sort of other aliens, mm. of some sort of other civilization. Mm-hmm. If, because, th- it just feels like if Earth is the Goldilocks planet, you know, the, f- trying to find other Goldilocks planets that have the exact same conditions or similar enough conditions to Earth. Mm-hmm. I feel like would be a lot harder than, oh, we have a single cell, you know, say we have, like, this moon of single-celled organisms, like, all, as many single-celled organisms as you could fit on this moon, mm-hmm. and then, you know, some other asteroid big enough or another moon or something crashes into it, makes the moon explode and shoots all of these bacterium all across the universe. Mm-hmm. Well, then they have the potential to kind of, you know, evolve on their own terms. You know, if they land on Jupiter, if they land on, you know, some some other harsher planet, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then they have that ability to kind of go through the cycle that we did. Right. If, it, if the Goldilocks planet and just, like, the perfect storm, essentially, of chance is what we're a product of, that really, really narrows down the possibility of encountering any other civilization really within our time, mm-hmm. I believe. Mm-hmm. Because if if uh, life is kind of an independent thing, so not coming in from an asteroid, mm-hmm. just right. kind of pops up on the planet, then the likelihood that another planet popped up the life, the bacterium, at around enough of the same time as Earth, mm-hmm. that we would be, both be able to get advanced enough to be able to communicate and meet with each other, that's a lot, lot, lot more unlikely than this kind of essentially central database of life mm-hmm. exploding and bringing its contents to Earth. Right. Yeah, because I feel like 
Yeah, when you have, like, in that scenario, you would have more organisms spread out over a further distance, over more mass, and that would allow for more possibility of, you know, life being created. And, of course, you know, you always you also have to consider the time is relative. Mm-hmm. You know, so the time here on Earth is very different than the time here or the time on, you know, a planet across the galaxy. Mm-hmm. And who knows what time's like in another galaxy, right, in the yeah, universe. exactly. So it's like maybe, you know, it's possible. Maybe we're the least advanced civilization in the universe. And, mm-hmm. you know, the other civilizations just haven't interacted with us because it's not worth our time. Or maybe we are the most civil, uh, the most advanced civilization. You know, both of those could be a possibility. Mm-hmm. But you also have to consider the relative time and the relative distance compared to other places in the universe and take that into consideration. Like, if there was a massive burst of microorganisms or bacterium that launched across the universe, Mm -hmm. there could be another human race out there. um, Or they could also just be in the bacterium stages still, you know, and they could have the potential for the human life and for human evolution. But because of the way things are structured on their part of, or within their part of the universe and how time and, you know, space kind of warp together, then they don't have the same track as we do, per se. But if things are only, you know, in only can be evolved in the, quote, Goldilocks zone with certain conditions and certain environmental aspects, then the probability of having multi-universe multi species definitely diminishes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, even if it, there needs to be a Goldilocks zone, you know, say say there's, you know, a Goldilocks zone that mm-hmm. needs to be a thing for, like, the microorganisms to come up and inhabit. But that zone is a lot wider or larger of, a, like, types of area, mm-hmm. you know? than what the fully evolved human form is, then, you know, you have a lot more area within the universe that these planets can pop up, Mm -hmm. which then, you know, if, say, you know, they explode, I don't know why all these moons or planets are exploding, (laughs) but, you know. Yo, space is weird, man. Space is fucked. (laughs) (laughs) Everything is in space. Everything's in space, guys. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, like there could be just you know Death Star two point coming in, yeah. blows up the planet, shoots off some microorganisms, mm-hmm. and then bada bing bada boom, a few million years later, you have intelligent life. Yeah, and then you know, and it doesn't even necessarily need to be human, right? Right, you know? or at least humanoid. You know, I because uh, we've seen a lot of intelligence and other creatures Mm -hmm. dolphins Mm -hmm. you know is a big one and they're not humanoid at all Mm -mm. they have somewhat human-like brains but they're not humanoid they have fins they have flippers right um and but then you have like the monkeys and apes great apes and that kind of thing and they're actually entering 
we think they're entering the Stone Age right, right yeah. now. We've yeah. seen them use tools. Like, there's that picture of the orangutan, I think, in the Amazon with the spear. Dude, that was fucking hanging insane. Hanging over the river trying to get That the was fish. so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, like, so clearly, like, I don't think that's just, I don't know if that's just the orangutan watching and mimicking or watching and learning or thinking of it on its own and doing it on its own. But I think regardless of what it is, they are now using tools. Right. Whether they're the creators, like the initial inventors of the idea or the, the tool, mm-hmm. like they are, they are now using tools. Right, right. So it just goes to show like the natural inclination of things to kind of evolve and work harder and figure out easier ways to do things and push forward and grow and change. Just, I think that that ties into it, just everything. So if, you know, if this other civilization does exist, you know, know, far off reaches of space Mm -hmm. or, you know, another simulation or whatever, (laughs) (laughs) I think that, you know, they would still have that cap or that, uh, that drive and that passion to pursue bigger and better things. And so, I think again, like I think it would be more likely that they that we contact them and commu- are able to communicate because they're not going to just be these base beings that never go anywhere. Yeah, never try and grow anywhere. Yeah, yeah. I hear what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I just think uh, I think the idea of being placed on this planet is very unsettling to me. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's just me. I feel like it's probably not just me, but the idea that, like, I was just plopped here, had no fucking control over it, didn't get a say, had no idea that, like, my soul was just, quote-unquote, my soul was just put into this meat being, and here I am. That is very unsettling, because that in of itself goes to show the little amount of control that is within our reach, which Mm -hmm. isn't necessarily a bad thing, but I feel like the reason that we the partially the reason that we evolve and we choose to grow and get better is so we have more control over ourselves and our environments. Mm -hmm. And so the idea of just getting plopped into reality eliminates all of that control immediately. In my head, at least. Well. I mean, okay. So, let me ask you this, then. So, mm-hmm. you, you're thinking that if we're placed here, you're saying, like, soul being placed in your body rather than a microorganism. Like, I'm trying to track kind of where your thoughts are. Okay, so okay. You, like, placing, are you saying, you know, the microorganism comes and we evolve and now you're here and that is... Well, I feel like that's a little bit different because in that aspect, it's that, you're that growing with agree. your environment. Okay. So it's a it's a different situation. But I feel like the the main argument, like going back to when I initially asked that question, mm-hmm. was like yeah, there's a sure. huge debate between whether we evolved with the planet from the planet or we were just put here, mm-hmm. like the Adam and, Adam and Eve type of story, right? Yeah. And so the idea of just being put here like an Adam and Eve type of story mm-hmm. is what really freaks me out. I would be okay, and it doesn't make me as unsettled 
if we came from an asteroid, our tiny little single-celled organism buddies evolved and, you know, created those multi-celled organisms. That's different because while they were creating all those, you know, new new life forms, they were also evolving with their nature, with their surrounding. Mm-hmm. But if we were just placed here, well, we're just thrown into the fucking fire, and we have to figure it out, um, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but, like, that whole concept of, like, there's no previous knowledge before, and then all of a sudden there's knowledge, that doesn't make any sense, and that doesn't quite click with me, and I don't think that... I don't think the concept of just being in, you know, incubated into into a reality really even logically, you know, tracks, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can I can definitely see what you're saying, and I agree with you. I think um, it doesn't like off put me mm-hmm. at all. Like it kind of sounds like you know you like it's almost not like a fear, but just like a kind of like tentativeness of. If that's the case, you know, it doesn't sit well. Yeah, yeah. Like, that doesn't really off-put me, because, like, the way I think about it is, it's kind of like being born, you know? You're mm. just kind of here now, and you have no control over it. It's all in the control of your parents, you know, if they even are trying to have <laughs> you. Yeah. And then, you know, the fertility and this and that and everything else, you know? Like, birth is not... You don't get to choose when you're born, you know? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. it's almost kind of like that same thing of, like, you know, if we're placed here, well, all right, well, I didn't get to choose it, but now we're here, so. Yeah. Kind of goes back to that making the best of your surroundings type of mm-hmm. thing. But I uh, I definitely uh, see what you're saying, that, that there's, yeah, that lack of, like you just you're just thrown into the fire, like if we're placed here. Right. What kind of you know malevolent being is trying to put us through this torture and you know, for what reasons? Right. What's the what's the point then if that's if that's really what happened and you know I guess the argument could be made, well the point is to better yourself, but like mm-hmm. what's the drive? Where's the motivation? You know? Other than because because I told you so. <laughs> <laughs> See, maybe that's my problem. I don't like I don't like being <laughs> being authoritatively told or authoritarianly told what to do. I don't even know if that's a damn word. Um, but I it's can. A word now. It's a word now. I cannot stand when people just bark orders and give no direction at the same time. Give no reason or rhyme to their orders, you know, it, mm-hmm. and this is probably, you know, partially because I'm American, <laughs> that's just our fucking nature, I feel like, but I need, I need a, I need an explanation, I'm always searching for that explanation, so, like, the idea that it's just, here it is, and that's what it is, and you don't get an explanation, mm-hmm. that bugs me, so I think that's probably why I've kind of steered away from the religious aspect more. Because, mm-hmm. like, yeah, the stories are great and all, but it's... There is no why to it. Why are we here? You know? Why did he put us here if he is real? Like, what is... It just doesn't make sense to me. And, like, mm-hmm. if you're all-powerful and you're all-knowing and you can do literally anything, why would you waste your time on us? <laughs> like, yeah. That's, like... Exactly. Because that goes back to the, like, the, the, the benevolent, the, 
um, mon- or monotonous rather, the the boring bullshit stuff that we do on a day to day. Like, why mm-hmm. would he invest all of his energy into making something so lame on a on a day to day scale? If yeah, you were if sure. you were to look at it, you know. Yeah, that's why. Like, if I think, you know, about some sort of religion, like if there is confirmed, like higher powers and powers that be, mm-hmm. and like we as a as a people like as a civilization don't matter because that's like a whole other debate is <laughs> yeah. you know whether or not we even matter next in the podcast universe. next podcast yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we won't get into that right now yeah <laughs> so like if we assume that like we like i don't like the assumption that we matter if there is a god like, yeah. or, or some sort of, like, figure like that. Mm-hmm. I like kind of, um, like, DC Comics does this well and kind of how they set up their multiverse and all that shit that they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all their gods. Yeah. It's, like, humanity is mostly just a byproduct of the rest of the universe. Right. And, you know, we kind of, we get to live and inhabit, you know, normal humans, we get to live and inhabit in this space, but we're pretty ignorant and blind to what all else is going on. And mm-hmm. then we have like, you know, these, you know, the, like these superheroes, you know, like the, the flash Superman, Batman, all that. Yeah. And they go out and they fight, you know, like these gods and, and monsters and, you know, universal forces. But on average, you know, the whole of humanity, like doesn't, isn't really taken into account. It's not like, Oh, I'm I'm trying to take over the world, or I'm trying to you know, do this. It's like okay, we're we're dealing with universal forces here. We're dealing yeah. with like you know the concept of war. You know, like the Greek gods. Like I kind of I like that a lot more. Where it's just okay, we were created as kind of you know in in the um, idea of Greek mythology as kind of we were created from clay, kind of to serve. Kronos, you know, be like his slave servants, and then Zeus takes over, mm. and then Prometheus, one of the last titans, gives humanity fire, and that kind of sparks our growth, and it's just kind mm. of like, like, Prometheus didn't, I, I think his goal was to, like, enlighten humanity, but the rest of the gods, you know, the ocean, the sky, everything else, they didn't care that humanity existed, they just were. Right, right. So I, I don't like yeah like you were saying, the idea, like it doesn't off put me again. It's just mm-hmm. it's it, it's frustrating I guess to think, you know that there's a all knowing all powerful being, and this is what he created yeah. <laughs> for us. Yeah, yeah. See, yeah, no, I I completely agree. It's just like if you look at. If you look at nature and how things work in in the world, we are such a small part of it. And the only reason that we have such a major impact now is because there's seven and a half fucking billion of us. Yeah. So, like... There's a lot of us. There's a lot of people on this planet, and it it makes sense that we have the ability to manipulate things like we do now because we're such a massive force, just Mm -hmm. by pure numbers. But... You know, the way that we, 
the way that we manipulate things is only is only so you know so um what's the word I'm looking for like there's only so much there's that we can do mm-hmm. right you know when we try to like for instance we're sitting in a house right now mm-hmm. you know we're trying to keep ourselves out of the elements which isn't a bad thing but if for some you know fuck all reason and with 2020 it wouldn't surprise me if a tornado touched down here (laughs) we've already had an earthquake we've already had an earthquake like if a tornado touched down here there's not dick that we can do but run away you know it's just like those those types of things like we can only try so hard to keep ourselves in check the as soon as we start trying to overreach and control other things that's when we start getting our hands slapped more. And I think that mm-hmm. the idea of, you know, us just being here to serve out some higher entities bidding or something, or that we're here just to kind of go through the motions of human life, it's it's a very um, unappetizing. I guess mm-hmm. is a good word. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just, I think that, I think that people oftentimes think that they have more control than they actually realize. Like, and and as a civilization, as a humanity, I think we do this. We have a this huge ego problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because we have been able to manipulate so many things in our lives and we are able to do so many amazing things and I'm not even I'm not negating the advancements and the accomplishments that we as a human civilization have made but pure and simple we still do not have full control over the things that go on in a day to day and we don't have control over um how the elements work or you know if a fucking asteroid breaks down into earth's atmosphere or whatever like we have no control over any of that we can try Mm -hmm. to um have reactionary measures in place for if something does happen then we can try to react to it but we have no control over being able to manipulate the things that are going to happen and i think Mm -hmm. people often try to lump those two things together as one like oh we can we can be reactionary so we must be able to predict everything and have and ensure that everything's going to be peachy keen for the human race mm-hmm. but in reality it's you can only control what's right in front of you <laughs> you know what it reminds me of huh it just it kind of reminds me or makes me think of rather it's like somebody built like this really nice boat by hand. Mm-hmm. They they really took a lot of time, a lot of effort, really just went over every square inch of this boat. Mm-hmm. And they started going out into the ocean, and you know this boat is sailing away, no problems, no worries. And eventually this man has gotten so used to riding the waves and riding the ocean that he thinks he can just do that like he can just control the waves in the oceans like, yeah no you idiot you're on a <laughs> boat <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, yeah you have this tool that is allowing you to kind of manipulate and uh 
take advantage of this mm-hmm. force, but you are not in control. Yeah. And I think that's a huge, yeah, that's kind of that ego thing that needs to be checked. Mm-hmm. Where you know, th- down the river of life, you have three options. You can either put work in fighting it, you can put work in going with it, or you can just lay back and let the river take you. Mm-hmm. You know, no, but no matter what, you are not going against that tide. Yeah. You may slow yourself down. You may speed yourself up. You may go right at the pace that the river of life is taking you down. But you are not making any headway backwards. Yeah, you're not in control. No matter what choice you make, you're going down the river of life, period. Mm-hmm. And I think I think that's a great analogy that you make, honestly. Like, you know, when we have these amazing creations, we immediately think that, oh, we can't be touched anymore. But no. Just because we've built amazing things doesn't mean that that can't be taken away from us, mm-hmm. right? Like, it can all be gone in the blink of an eye. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I don't even know what's going to happen in ten minutes. Like, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a fascinating idea that we have the ability to just do whatever we please and no repercussions are going to come about it. Like, it's like this, it's, it's the huge debate with, you know, climate change is is a big debate that's kind of centered around this whole idea. Is like we as a civilization do have an effect to some extent on the planet, but the planet, if it really doesn't like what's going on, it's going to course correct itself. You know, we have no control. Yes, we can try to mitigate our our doings, the mm-hmm. harmful doings that we, we incure into the atmosphere, um, but at the end of the day, like, if the planet doesn't want us here, or the planet doesn't like what's happening, it will course correct. Things will mm-hmm. change. You know, we'll have either a massive, a second um, ice age, or we'll have a massive heat wave, or sea levels will rise, or whatever. But they, that will happen. These things just kind of happen. And like it's, it, it has nothing to do really with what we're doing. You know, those mm-hmm. things would happen regardless. So it's like having having that. I feel like it's almost having the ability to look yourself in the mirror and say, hey, shithead, mm-hmm. you know, you have potential and you have worth, but you're not everything. <laughs> yeah. And you can't do everything. Absolutely. And you need help. Yeah. I think that, yeah, it kind of takes us back to the simulation theory in that it all boils down to control. Yeah. How we don't want to put control in ourselves. We want to put control in something else. But the only way to really you know, live life well, you know, if maybe that's a bold assumption. <laughs> I, I would say the only way really to live life well is to take control of yourself and your actions and try and think things through, you know, if you're about to do something risque. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you know, you have to take control and you need to act. Yeah. And in simulation theory, you know, it's a nice way to kind of give up control and be like, okay, we're just running through motions. But I think that truly, you know, at the end of the day, you, whether it's simulation, whether it's reincarnation, whether God, aliens, ghosts, plagues, mm-hmm. <laughs> police <laughs> protests. <laughs> Whatever it may be, you need to seize the control that you have mm-hmm. and use it in a way that benefits not just you, but 
your surroundings, the people that you love in your society. Yeah. No, I think we, I think that's a great, great point. And, you know, we've talked about this before. Like, I feel like there's three levels to, you know, being human and being a successful human. It's self-preservation, selflessness, selfishness, Mm -hmm. right? So you have to be able to self-preserve. You have to basically not allow yourself to shoot yourself in the foot, right? Then you also need to be selfless in the fact that um, you should look at things like you want to better others. And the only way you can do that is by trying to better yourself. So I like to call it selfless selfishness. Mm-hmm. Um, you act selfless in in hopes to gain something for yourself, which is more self-control, more self-respect, and more you know, overall awareness of what you're doing on a day-to-day basis. I think when you go and try to help others as much as you can, you start to realize the um, the little differences and how, how insignificant the little differences are between people and between environments and between things like that. But, like, you first, first and foremost, you have to be willing to make sure your ducks are in a row, right? Mm-hmm. If you don't have your ducks in a row, you cannot – you cannot reach a hand out and try to bring somebody else into the boat, right? Absolutely. If you don't have a steady foot, you're going to fall right in too. And so you got to get your steady foot and then you have to be selfless and help somebody else. And, you know, that act in of itself could be looked at as kind of selfish because, you know, in the future that could be paid off in some way or form, not necessarily mm-hmm. monetary, but those selfless acts allow people to really see you as a as a giver instead of a taker and so they're more willing to give back to you when you're willing to put it all out there for them absolutely yeah i mean all just breaks down to control get your mind yourself in control give yourself space to breathe and then use your control to help others and bring some control into their life mhm add some stability yeah. Whether it's simulation, religion, whatever. Aliens. Aliens. Whatever it may be. Just got to live your life well by your standards and be nice to everybody. <laughs> Just be nice, guys. It's <laughs> not that hard. Well, I think that'll about wrap up our first podcast. Yeah. Here yeah. Andrew. Well, thanks, Brad. You know, this has been a lot of fun and yeah, I really hope you guys you. have enjoyed um, if you have, you know, subscribe and share it with your friends. Yeah, we'll be posting. Hopefully, hopefully weekly. Hopefully weekly, I guess. You know, we'll figure that out. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see what happens. But thank you, guys. Thank you. Bye-bye.